Welcome to Working Class Heroes Radio, a radio show by working class people about working class people in New York City. My name is Lupita Romero. And I'm Julian Guerrero. We're happy to be with you tonight. Working Class Heroes began as a podcast organized by a few folks based in Queens and the Bronx. Our team is made up of full-time workers who are just interested in the stories of everyday New Yorkers who don't often get more than a soundbite in the media. And now, we're excited to join WBAI, yes, in the weirdest of times, but to present to you all Coronavirus and Class War, a series of discussions and stories of workers on the front line who are speaking out and stepping up where the state and federal government are failing in this unprecedented crisis. For now, we'll pass the show over to one of our correspondents, Leah Ramirez, and her discussion with a worker on the front lines of this pandemic. Welcome to Trader Joe's. We are your one-stop shop to feed you and your family. Our products are made by us for you, so be sure to stop on by to pick up a few of your favorites today. We've had to argue with management over whether or not we could wear gloves. That became a point of contention. Crew were told they couldn't do it because it would make the customer uncomfortable. And at a certain point, the staff in solidarity just all put on gloves because we knew i mean what are you gonna do write up 200 plus people and reprimand all of us so you're gonna send all of us home hello this is leah ramirez and i'm your correspondent today we are interviewing a grocery store worker at trader joe's in new york city Due to fear of retaliation by management, he has decided to remain anonymous. According to New York State, he and other grocery store workers have been deemed essential and are continuing to go into work despite the spread of COVID-19. In this interview, we will be discussing his experience working during this time, what has been management's response, along with unionization efforts by Trader Joe's workers who have been demanding hazard pay. What is hazard pay, you might ask? Hazard pay is additional compensation for performing hazardous duty or work involving physical hardship. These workers are part of a growing movement of essential workers who are demanding time and a half for their hazard pay and safer work conditions during this pandemic. I myself used to work at Trader Joe's and was part of a unionization campaign years ago. Despite Trader Joe's image, they are still an employer whose interest of profit outweighs their commitment to their staff. I still have loved ones who work here and I'm worried every day as they continue to go into work, especially without the proper protective equipment. What does your typical day look like and has this changed as the pandemic has gotten worse? Well, what's typical has changed several times in the last month alone. Typically, in a pre-COVID-19 world, we would, you know, unload trucks, bring up customers, maintain a storefront, 
close up shop and rinse, lather, repeat. Then the uh, the panic shopping began and it became crowd control, uh, toilet paper rationing and uh, just general confusion and mayhem. And I think this that was when people were still underplaying this. I think since then, the gravity of the situation has set in and it's become a more tense, somber situation. Now we have people lined up and we can only admit so many people at once, like a lot of other retail uh, pharmacies and supermarkets. And it's very hard between customer and staff. There's a definite divide social distancing made people more apprehensive of one another tensions have risen um i feel like initially when we were packed beyond fire department or fire code capacity people were a lot more understanding of the situation and just grateful that they had a place to shop and now as supplies dwindle and lines to admission become longer attitudes between both staff and customer have become a lot more surly and there's just a lot of tension in the air. How has your employer handled the COVID-19 pandemic? To be fair, I would say nobody really took this seriously at first. I think we've we've had an administration that played this down and I think We've seen so many other viruses in the past, whether it was Ebola or H1N1 come and go with not much fanfare that a lot of people thought this would be the same. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't one of them. Unfortunately, I think that came back to bite us. And as the situation escalated, management definitely dragged their feet on response responding to this in preemptive ways and definitely became more reactionary what are the other working conditions like in terms of i know you mentioned some tension that you feel sometimes between customers co-workers and management i think that might be something that's just for a lack of a better term human nature i think everybody's just scared customers are scared they're not going to be able to get what they want crew members are scared that they're going to be exposed to a deadly virus on the job and management is scared that they're not going to continue to make money. And I think all three of those interests are colliding and creating a situation that's not exactly the most comforting for any individual party. And um, what are your thoughts on the idea of hazard pay? I think anybody, regardless of what your field is, whether you're working in a grocery store or a pharmacy, a restaurant. If if you're open at the moment, you should be getting paid time and a half. I think that is the very least we can be doing for people who are so essential. Management has not recognized this openly, but they've definitely been reactionary to it. Once the petition actually started getting traction, they announced that they would be giving out a bonus a bonus that would share what they called the profit jump because we had made so much more money from compared to last year because of the spike in panic shopping. This was sold to us as being a percentage of what that jump was. 
uh, it was going to be proportional to how many hours you had worked from February of the 22nd to March of the 24th or the 24th to the 22nd. Uh, but it covered, uh, either way, it covered a month's span. They they fluffed it up, they, they made a big deal of it, and it amounted to $2 for every hour you had worked. And at 40 hours, that was a max of $320. And after taxes, I personally don't know any coworker who made more than $200 for working at the onset of this apex. And unlike target workers who have been given $2 an hour added to their pay indefinitely until, I guess, some unknown future date, Trader Joe's employees have only been given this pay for this fixed amount of time. And we're now expected to continue to work at the same rate and act as if we're not in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I was reading this article, uh, this Forbes article, and basically it was just saying how grocery stores like Albertsons, Amazon, Whole Foods, and Texas HEB have all committed to the two-hour commitment that you were also saying, the $2 per hour raises. Um, however, Trader Joe's and Kroger um, are just, like you were mentioning, just paying bonuses um, to the workers. Has there been conversations about um, whether or not these bonuses will be ongoing, or is they kind of like a one-time thing? Um, they are very wishy-washy. Um, they love to dangle promises. We've been told that there may possibly, maybe be bonuses in the future 50-50 on a leap year. Um, so there, there's no guarantee. And I think that's something that's really stressing out a lot of workers and they've, they've patted themselves on the back and they've um, given what they're calling voluntary leave, which means you can take up to a week off. Um, of course, you won't be paid, but you can you can take that week without any um, reprimanding from management. Uh, there's also a medical leave um, that sounds really good when they boast about it, but it is ultimately at the discretion of the store's uh, captain or general manager, as anybody else in any other store would call it. Um, they're asking for documentation and they want you to be uh, showing symptoms. And so it's basically you need to be sick and you need proof that you are sick. And at a time where people are unable to see a physician, it's really hard to prove that you're sick. And so it ultimately comes down to whether or not management wants to pay you for that time or or whether or not they quote unquote believe you based on how much evidence you're able to uh, present to them. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. While we have nothing against flat panel TVs for say, relaxing at home, we think grocery shopping should be a fun social experience. So instead of cold and personal flat screen TVs, we have live, friendly crew members who are smart and fun to talk with. They'll not only help you find what you're looking for and discover new products, they'll also be happy to share their thoughts on the latest movies, TV shows, or books. Heck, they'll even go outside and check the weather for you if you like. 
So next time you're in your neighborhood Trader Joe's, the sights and sounds you'll hear are actual people talking with each other. It might not be the most modern concept in the world, but it sure makes shopping for groceries a lot more fun. For the location of the Trader Joe's in your neighborhood, check us out at TraderJoe's.com. Thanks for listening. That was a clip from a Trader Joe's commercial about how happy and friendly the employees are. We're talking today to an employee with a different story. You're listening to Working Class Heroes Radio on WBAI 99.5 FM. I am your correspondent, Leah Ramirez. Let's get back to our interview. Okay, so to your knowledge, have any of your coworkers tested positive for COVID-19 and what has been management's response to that? Uh, yes, several of my coworkers have tested positive at my location and other locations throughout New York City. At first, it, it wasn't really uh, spoken about openly and it took about a week for them to close down the store uh, for all of three days for uh, what they call deep cleaning uh, done by some specialized team. And that's also something that I've been seeing. There's been a lot of articles written about Trader Joe's recently about workers coming forward where people have been testing positive and there hasn't been communication as to whether or not people have been exposed. Management has done their best or to try and downplay the situation. They've told people that someone tested positive. In every situation, the store's closed for a couple days and they, you know, they quote unquote clean the store, which really is just putting the people who clean the store at jeopardy themselves. So it's it's and their logic is that well the the virus only lives for 72 hours or or three days or at least that's what they're claiming so if they're closed for three days and they open up then the store is squeaky clean but that does nothing for employees who may have already been affected and coming back to work among their other co-workers it's not safeguarding us against customers that we're dealing with on a daily basis. So closing a store and scrubbing it down is really not putting any employee at ease because at the end of the day, we all know that if one of us has it, the very nature of this means that several of us have it. We work in close quarters. We we're shoulder and shoulder as we unload trucks and, you know, even moving forward, as much as we try to practice social distancing, and they have, you know, tried to emphasize that, there are just certain tasks when you when you are a laborer and you do a physical job, when you're lifting and you're moving, and you can only be so far from the person at the other end of that pallet. I feel like every... Trader Joe crew member has just resigned to the fact that if they're not already infected, they have been exposed. And there's this this looming doomsday clock above all of our heads um, as to whether or not we'll ultimately be hospitalized. Alarm clock, volume's up, gotta fill that coffee cup. Caffeinated, just enough stretch and send a prayer up for your kids and family to be safe, be strong, and be healthy. And one day that they be safe.
set free. But right now, you got a whole house of mouths to feed. So some of the efforts that I heard about, like in terms of the petition for hazard pay and everything came from a group which is trying to unionize Trader Joe's, which are workers who are calling for unionization. I know there's a couple of stores in Austin who've been trying. Um, What are your thoughts around this effort? I think it needs to be done. I've... I've seen other stores do it. I've seen other stores try to do it. I tried to do it myself in the past, and I've seen stores attempt to do it since then. I think it I think it's hard. I think a lot of people are complicit. I think in in good times, a lot of people are just happy to have a job, but I think in moments of crisis like this, uh people and corporations uh, who I just want to put out there are not people show their true nature. And I think these are the moments where in the struggle, a lot of people are building the solidarity that would be needed for something like this. I think the lack of action on the part of the the management to actively protect us preemptively rather than reactionarily has soured a lot of the staff to the store itself. And I think this moment, whether it's Trader Joe's or rest the restaurant industry, I think this COVID-19 situation has just exemplified the need for solidarity amongst workers. I think it's exemplified the need for uh, universal health care that isn't tied to a job that will fire you the moment a pandemic sets in. I think this is the moment that everyone needs to band together because if there's ever been a rally cry for unionization, this is it. And you need to strike the iron while it's still hot. And it's time for the hammer to, to drop. To farm workers, the food you harvest keeps us alive. Thank you. To teachers training their students to excel and survive. Thank you. From cooks, waiters, and bakers for our daily bread. To TAs, assistants, and those teaching special ed. Bus drivers getting us to work on time. For DJs, breakers, writers, and MCs who rhyme. Students with two jobs hitting those books at night. And the organizers bringing us together to fight. The little ones doing their chores and homework. And all those under and unemployed looking for work. Factory workers, migrants from distant lands. South Central Farmers Thank you for listening. We wanted to add a couple of updates since this interview was conducted. First, a Trader Joe's employee in Scarsdale, New York, whose name has not been publicly released, died from underlying health conditions due to COVID-19. Let's take a moment in silence for this loss. Second, due to pressure from Trader Joe's workers and the public, Trader Joe's has decided to pay employees an additional $2 an hour. On the Trader Joe's podcast, Yes, they have a podcast. The hosts refer to this as thank you pay, which makes it sound like the company is adding this pay because they're nice guys instead of hazard pay, which would make it clear that this is a right employees are entitled to. 
Thirdly, Dan Bain from Trader Joe's, who you may have remembered from that peppy commercial we played earlier in this episode about how talkative his employees are, sent out a union-busting letter to employees on March 31st. I'm going to read some of it, and I think you'll notice that his tone is a little less friendly than in the commercials. I want to share my thoughts related to the current barrage of union activity that has been directed at Trader Joe's and other non-union grocers during this difficult time. A host of union campaigns have been launched that seek to capitalize on the current unstable environment in America, one in which misinformation and fear are spreading unchecked in the media, and we are unable, due to travel restrictions, to spend time in stores around the country, talking directly with our crew members as we normally do. Overall, it does not matter to these union advocates if their allegations are true or not. They clearly believe now is a moment where they can create some sort of wedge in our company through which they can drive discontent. By claiming only joining their union will protect the pay and benefits you currently enjoy. The letter continues to go on speaking about Trader Joe's wages being higher than other grocery stores, mainly because they are non-unionized. As a former Trader Joe's employee, the unionization drive was much more than about pay. It was about job security, safer work conditions, and workers being able to stand up for ourselves without fear of retaliation. Bain signs a letter. Best regards for good health and many thanks for your heroic efforts. Heroic efforts? As our guest mentions, he's continually going into work because he needs to pay the bills, and Trader Joe's workers have gotten gloves, plexiglass shields, and extra pay, not because they're heroes, but because they organize for it. And because, as even the Trader Joe's podcast admits, the stores don't work without the crew, period. No person should have to risk their health and their lives to go into work to be able to pay for rent and bills. In this time, for workers being considered essential, we owe it to them to give them the respect, hazard pay, and the necessary protective equipment. As the working class, all we have is each other. It is not the billionaires or CEOs who are on the front lines of this pandemic. It is everyday working class heroes. This has been your correspondent, Leah Ramirez. in the back come on in the track to wear thanks for listening that was Leah Ramirez interviewing a Trader Joe's worker next week Lupita will speak with Isabel Barter who like hundreds of other volunteers is helping healthcare workers get the equipment they need equipment which hospitals around the country are rationing because of a shortage many say is fueled by austerity politics we would really like to hear from supermarket chain workers Give us a call at 929-352-0134. Leave us a voicemail with your thoughts about this show or your own story. You never know, it might make it on the air in future episodes. If you're not a supermarket worker, but have a story to tell, or know someone whose story should be heard, leave us a name, a phone number, and we'll get back to you. Again, that number is 929 352 0134. What has your employer done or not done to protect you and your coworkers? We've put together a general survey for New Yorkers to fill out. Head over to workingclassheroespodcast.com 
to fill out our survey and pass it along, or hit us up on Twitter at WCHpod to let us know what you think. Coronavirus and class war will continue next Thursday at 7.30 p.m. here at WBAI 99.5 FM, New York City's main source of community radio. Support this station by becoming a member at WBAI.org. Stay safe, stay healthy, New York, and as always, in solidarity.